Coming up next on Two and URFM, we're talking travel. Sally Lucas joining me, Jane Klein, and she's taking us to a wonderful part of the world, Meteora in Greece. <laughs> alternative to a new RFM and Georgie Girl from the Seekers. It's ten past one and we're talking travel for our sponsor Travel on King. Sally Lucas has popped in and she's got, uh, well, some really interesting things to tell us about today in the world of travel. We'll start off though with some tips for holiday bookings, Sally. We've probably gone through these before, Jane, but I just thought it doesn't hurt to reiterate these little tips from time to time and I guess the main thing is to plan ahead. I think that's one of the big things and as we've discussed before, the more you can find out about where you're wanting to travel to even before you walk into a travel agent's office so that you're a bit I guess armed with the information got a fairly good idea about what you might want to do or how you want to do your holiday how long you want to be away and then you get that advice of course of suggesting how long each city you might think it only needs so much but you know we might say oh look you really need four nights there there's just so much to do so obviously the planning ahead is really great and that way you get the best selection and often the best prices by doing that so you know and don't forget to look out though for public holidays when you're in countries when museums are shut all those sort of things because that could spoil your holiday if you're planning to go to the Louvre and you're only there on the day that it's shut you know yeah, so you need it doesn't to work it doesn't work and markets all those sort of things so it's, it's really important um and if you're on a tight budget you know look out for those early bird offers those travel packages that might combine an air and land con together 
together to give you a good value for money product. It's something worth while looking at and also being flexible with your flights. I mean, I know not everyone might be flexible with their leave, but if you can be flexible with dates and flights, then sometimes you can get, you know, a better deal on, on the airfare for a certain day or a certain carrier going a certain way. Um, and as I said before, doing your homework, of course, is important. Even looking at the style of hotels you want to stay at, you know, whether you want three, four, five star can also affect everything you're doing. And also remember your time zones, you know, do a triple check when you're looking at things because people do get confused and will often say to us, you've got the time wrong, it's taking us longer to fly home than it is to fly over or whatever, you know what I mean? Or there's a day and a gap missing with the date line. So that's important so that you know you've, you're checking in on the correct day and not missing a flight, etc. And of course, never forget travel insurance, which is one of the most important aspects of travel. And the main thing is to make your travel experience as hassle-free as possible and that's why we like to help you as much as we can by you know offering hints and suggestions but obviously we love the input of the customer it's so important because that way you get to understand their needs and you're planning the holiday that suits their wants and their desires so and as a customer wanting to take a holiday it's really nice to have somebody help you get your holiday in yeah. the best possible shape. That's exactly right, Jane. And the main thing, we, we don't want people having issues or hassles while they're away. It's, it's often a trip of a lifetime for someone, be it whether it's a short or a long holiday. You've, everyone's got a budget, and no matter what that budget is or the cost of the holiday, it's very important to that person, whether it's a $500 holiday, a 5000 or a 15000 You know what I mean? It's important, and it's important that they get looked after and treated correctly for that particular holiday that they're doing. I think it's really important. So if you're going on a longish trip mm. for a longish amount of time, it often involves an air flight, a flight. Mm. Um, do you have any tips for jet lag? Oh. Well, jet lag, that's a good one. And everyone has their theories about jet lag. I mean, the main thing is, I guess, before you go, a lot of it can be preparing before you go, making sure you have some good early nights, that you're well rested before you depart have some exercise before you go you know get that oxygen level flowing you know that you've, you're as fit and as healthy as you can be before you board a plane the worst thing to board a plane with of course is a cold as we all know you'll often end up with a pneumonia by you get off the other end if it's a long flight so and you, you know, spread it to everybody and else. exactly exactly so try and stay as healthy as you can before you go but also adjusting your sleep schedule putting your your watch on the time of where you're going to be arriving at once you get on the plane so then you can think okay i should be sleeping now or i should be awake for a bit longer you know so you're slowly adjusting your body's rhythm to adjust to that time difference especially where it's been a long flight of course avoid alcohol and caffeine intake or limit it as much as you can it doesn't go well with the rarefied air but also drink as much fluid as far as water is concerned and also exercise that's the important thing so what um, kind of exercise is really practical on a well plane? it's hard if you if you're against a window it's hard which is why i always ask for an aisle seat because that way you can get up and move around and i think it's much better personally or even the middle seat we're only stepping over one person not over two if they're asleep which can be awkward if you're in economy class of course um but yes even if you just stand up around where there's a bigger area around near the toilet area or down the back where the, wherever the galley may happen to be and you know just lifting your legs up and down up and down you know heel toe heel toe but if you're sitting there rotation of your foot you know from your ankles um even bringing your knees up and down um 
anything at all that, that will sort of just keep that blood flowing. And the other important thing too is wear your stockings on a long flight because that will stop, will hopefully stop any DBT occurring. That's special stockings. Yes, those, you can get them at most chemists these days or lots of places sell them now, even the, the, the camping stores or the people that have travel, you know, things to sell to you. Um, but I, I always wear them now on a long flight and it just stops if you're, maybe you're, some people do swell or suffer from swelling of feet and ankles as well. So it helps prevent that also. So keep your feet as elevated as possible as you can and doing those exercises, of course, just to keep everything moving. So they're just a few little tips anyway. Just one last thing on the stockings. Do yes. they come in fashionable patterns? Well, the last I saw them, no. But just wouldn't that be nice? Can we put that out there, Jane? <laughs> Instead of the white ones, though, you look like you've gone to bowls or something, you know. Maybe some daisies or... Yeah, some nice ones. Oh, yeah. We must get on to the manufacturer about that. That's a good one, Jane. Thank you. I'll <laughs> keep that one in mind. <laughs> yes, talking... we, we, we want to be fashionable, don't we, when we travel? <laughs> We're talking travel for our sponsor, Travel on King and Sally Lucas, are we heading off to Greece just yet? We are. Really? We're going to head to Greece first, I think, just because it's a very interesting area of Greece and a lot of people go to Greece to do the islands, but the mainland has, you know, a, a plethora of interesting things you can do on mainland Greece as well, including, of course, Meteora, which is an amazing a um, lot of monasteries, if you like, based on these huge pinnacle cliffs. Um, and I think from memory, Jane, it's about 500 k's north of Athens. Um, the nearest town is Kalambaka, which you can reach by train. There are tours that go there, or you can get a bus, of course, and you can actually uh, go on foot from Kalambaka Station to, to the monasteries. Now, apparently, a, a scattering of nomadic 9th century Greek monks um, who lived out their lives in solitude in remote caves, 350 k's northwest of Athens, found themselves facing um, growing threats from marauding Turkish invaders. So they decided they needed to move and they went to the base of these incredible sandstone pinnacles and um, they continued to live in caves there. But ultimately they still felt that they were at risk and there was a lot of precious artworks being um, plundered. So they started climbing higher into the fissures of these pinnacles until in the 11th century they'd reached the tops of about 20 or more. And they used an elaborate system of retractable ladders and baskets at the end of long ropes to haul up the building materials and other supplies and even themselves and, and hired workers and pilgrims up to their retreats and they spent the next 300 years constructing these individual monasteries overlooking the surrounding plain of Thessaly. Um, Wonder, one, wonderful defensive positions. Oh, wow, incredible. If they were worried about attacks. Exactly. And I mean, who would bother <laughs> look at the height of them of course so by the 14th century there are some 20 of these extraordinary places places of worship and then for seven centuries until the 1920s could only be reached by those ladders or baskets that swung quite perilously i think off the ground so um it was a once in a journal apparently where a nervous pilgrim who'd been basketed up the, the big pillar asked the receiving monk do you ever replace the rope he got the cheerful reply of course whenever the lord lets it break <laughs> <laughs> isn't that funny so um, luckily we use stairs these days yes of course so you don't have to do that anymore of course but it's a very interesting place to go to and it, of course it's been a place ultimately not just for religious but academic and artistic people as well and, and it's been a, a place of refuge at times for crisis for like philosophers, painters, poets, deep thinkers, etc. So it's sort of attracted a small community in later years of nuns of the Eastern Orthodox Church who, who built a convent on one of the peaks alongside the church.
church's long-time monks. But today there's just five monasteries and that convent remaining, um, with none having more than a dozen full-time occupants. So, you know, it's just rare. They really don't know what caused those pinnacles to form um, outside on the plain of Thessaly. And one theory was that the plain was once covered by an inland sea and then once it receded and the seabed rose, etc., that left this... The, that they were poking up out of the seabed, I suppose. So um, it is, I guess, a, a, a sort of more remote area of Greece to visit. And also it was attacked during World War II when Germany suspected they were concealing uh, insurgents. And many of their art treasures were pil pilfered by Nazi forces as well. So they did lose a lot of their priceless items then as well, which is a bit of a shame. And there's also one shelf apparently which contains skulls of the former monks. So there's a whole section of skulls. And more recently it's been used, of course, in scenes for the James Bond movie for your eyes only as mm -hmm. well. So mm -hmm. a very interesting place in Greece to visit if Greece is on your travel agenda. Sounds great. Yeah. And a few little other bits and bobs, Jane. Um, I mentioned last year that they were changing visa regulations going into South Africa for children and then they decided um, to defer it. It was due to come in in October last year. But you will, it will be coming in again um, from this year, from May this year. So you will need to check with your travel agent. There's been a huge change that it's quite complex. I won't go through it all today on, on air, but do check if you're thinking of going to South Africa with a child because there is, is a very complex visa situation. It was to really stop children being smuggled or taken you know, illegally and it means that if you've got a child of divorced parents, etc., there's lots of things you have to get in place now um, before you can take that child mm. into South Africa, so just keep that one in mind. Um, a couple of uh, airline news now, Jane. British Airways are now getting an A380 if you're going on uh, sort of around the world ticket who, that will be flying from uh, London through to San Francisco. So that's great that we've got a service that will take us across the Atlantic and into America on an A380. That's it. That's great. It's going to be operating from the 20... Well, it did start operating from the 29th of March this year and it'll be operating five flights a week. So that that's great news. And the other thing they've done now, British Airways, they've... Um, got a list of domestic um, cities in the UK that they have added on... You can add on to your airfare by rail. So you can have that rail portion incorporated into your airline ticket. That makes it easy. Doesn't it ever? And so some of the places, to give you 11 new cities they're introduced to, Bath, Bristol, Cardiff, just to give you a few, Exeter, Plymouth, Oxford, Penzance, Swansea. So just keep that in mind if you're thinking that's a good thing as well. And Air New Zealand has announced that they're going to be operating a non-stop service between Auckland and Houston five times a week. So that's another good thing that means it avoids going through that Los Angeles airport as we know we've got the Qantas flight that goes into Dallas now which is great and now you're going to have that option of course you've got to go via Auckland to do it but it's still going to mean I think it'd be better to go via Auckland to Houston than it would be to go via LA to Houston so and that's talking travel that's for it. today for our sponsor travel on King thank you Sally Lucas thanks Jane back next Friday after the one o'clock news on 2NURFM